0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Big Thing. Um, this is going to be a fun show today. Sorry, a little later episode today. I've been working a lot on Schmodown, and i got a lot of, to talk about with that, obviously. But there's, there's, uh, there's a lot going on. We didn't have a show yesterday because the Batman review is up on the channel at the moment. I wanted to let that breathe a little bit. But we got a lot going on today, man. It's a lot of news. Go a little bit more non-spoiler on the Batman. I'm going to talk about that. kind going to talk about the overall response, give a little bit of my thoughts on on that movie, obviously. But, again no spoilers that's not coming until a little later so you don't have to worry about that the this whole thing with disney plus big announcement that's the big story obviously if you see the title of this video disney plus is going to add in these marvel shows the daredevil and punisher and what does that mean and not only what does it mean for the for new kind of adult oriented shows what does it mean for disney plus as a whole so we're going to get into that for sure there's this Adam project that I really want to see. There's a full trailer on that that just came out. Another one that's coming out right around the corner. Indiana Jones is done shooting. Um, and then Beetlejuice 2 finally looks like it's going to happen, and Brad Pitt's going to get involved in it. So that and more. But we need you guys to do me a favor and show a little bit of class. Just announce here. Subscribe, hit the like button, uh, do all of it, and, and obviously hit the notification button because you know that helps. So do it and let the English see you do it. All right, we got a full show, fun show. It's the big thing. Let's do it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's big thing. I've been busy, a good busy. Um, we just launched season nine of the Schmodown. We called it a reboot, and boy, is it a reboot! From the studio and everything, everything about it. I'm just going to show you guys a couple things here, so you so you can see it. I mean, that's just me introducing our new show. This is the Wild Bears at the desk. You got Andrew, and these are all shittier quality because I just screen grabbed them, but you can you, you get the gist of it. And then our new show is Friday Night Titans. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot. We're excited about it. Head on over to the channel the Movie Trivia Shmoedown channel, if you've never seen it before, ever. Um, uh, the way that I'm telling people about it, if you love trivia, well, good. For, good. Then Tuesdays and Thursdays, just movie trivia, that's what airs on that channel. Just trivia. But if you like wrestling and you think it basically Monday Night Raw meets movie trivia instead of wrestling, well, we got Friday Night Titans, and that's going to be on Friday, this Friday, 4 p.m. PST. So go ahead and subscribe over there but that's not why you're here today i know i know we got a lot going on and we're going to start with the batman um as i mentioned earlier in the intro absolutely no spoilers i promise no spoilers i'm not going to spoil the batman i'm not going to i'm just i if you saw my review um i like this movie very much i think it's a little long in the tooth but it doesn't mean that I'm not going to watch it again because I think it comes out on HBO Max in like 45 days after it releases, so I'll be watching it again. There's no doubt. There's a lot of stuff about this movie that I absolutely like, love. Michael Giacchino's score being one of them, performances, direction, a lot of that. Like Colin Farrell, uh, Paul Dano. It, it's it's a it's a lot of great stuff going on. Um, the ending and the uh, and and the length of the of it. People were asking me, like, well, there are other movies that are three hours long. You mind that? I have no problem with long movies. The problem is if I, if, I, if I, when I'm watching it, feel like it doesn't be that long, you might have a very different experience. You might think that every single shot, no matter how long it's held on, was effective for you, and that's great if that's the case. For me, it felt like it, was, it could have been around 2.15. But who cares? Because the first reviews are out, and so far the reaction has been glowing. For this pulpy detar, uh, detective noir with plenty of comparisons to Chinatown, agreed. Seven agreed. Zodiac, agreed. And 1970s cinema, agreed. I agree with every single bit of that. 76 reviews counted. The film sits at 96 percent. Uh, f- I'm part of that. And 8.510 average rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, on Metacritic, it's a bit more subdued, but still 73 out of 100. Critics, of, I don't see. I see a, a low, a, a, a bad review of this movie is under like three and i i i I don't see that but again different different experiences critics have widely praised the performances yes pattinson kravitz world building costuming production production design action tone visuals i don't disagree with any of it the score has been singled out uh and i as i mentioned before criticisms have been limited to the film's length that's me self-seriousness no i like that and set piece towards the end that feels more like a regular comic book film than the rest of the movie i agree with that Here's a sampling of reactions, and yeah, there's a bunch of them out there. So um, anyway, I absolutely 100% agree with everything that's kind of been summarized there. It's a great movie, a lot of great stuff. The length and the ending were my two biggest criticisms. You watched my review, I said the same thing. Um, could that change in time? Yeah, absolutely it could. But I mean, I, and as I said, and I continue to say this, I really want to see it again, and I really want to see a part two. And I think Matt Reeves did a uh, fantastic job doing what he did. So, um, yeah, man, I'm on board with it. And Winston, myself, and Coy, we're going to be doing a uh, spoiler-heavy review on Monday for The Big Thing. I will be doing my own spoiler review that will be coming out uh, this weekend, most likely on Saturday, like I did for uh, Spider-Man. So make sure you check out the channel if you're not doing that already. You know, if you're brand new to this channel, subscribe to it. Leave a comment especially if you are already subscribed and you're watching or listening right now, please, if you're watching on YouTube, click that like button, um, leave a comment, get people talking about it, the episode, because that's what happens. That's how the for people who don't know, that's how the algorithm works. They, get, they let you know. They say fewer, uh, fewer people are, are engaged with it, so less people are going to see it. Or when people are really watching it, more of your viewers are watching this and commenting, so more people are going to see it. They tell you outright. So go ahead and help me out. Comment on this video. Do that today. Um, and I'm also curious to see how many people are going to see the Batman. It seems like everybody wants to see it. And I get it. And it and rightfully so. People have commented to me and go, I'm sure you want to see this as a TV show. Actually, no. This, to me, is a is a perfect movie. I like the idea that we're getting a, a Penguin TV show. And I got more excited to see a Penguin TV show. I wasn't sure... If there was room for a Penguin TV show, like why, why would I want to see one? But I also said, let's see how they set him up, and they set him up br- brilliantly. So I'm very excited to see a, a Penguin TV show, and especially with, uh, with Colin Farrell, what he does. He's unrecognizable in this movie, and, and that's in a good, in a good way. Um, he is unrecognizable, so he's really good in it. So many great performances. Zoe Kravitz, Pattinson, Andy Serkis. Um, I mean, everybody. There's there's no weak performances, there really isn't. Everything that they said, what the big criticisms, big criticisms are universally. That's I fall into that camp, a little long, and the ending is just compared to like the great detective story that's there. I mean, it's a great detective story, and it, and seven's one of my favorite movies. So like when, when that combines, like it feels total Fincher, total Fincher, and I love that aspect of okay. it. But I don't want to. I'm not again. I'm not going to dive deep into it because I don't want to get into spoiler territory for you guys. It's not fair yet. But I can't wait to dive into it all the way, especially with Winston and Coy. It's going to be a good one. But we will move on, man. That's the Batman. That's the Batman. Let's move to the next one. Let's talk about this story. This is the one that you guys all want to talk about. Uh, well, if you clicked on the link, that's what. That's all you want to talk about. There's some news here, and it's big news. It's really big news. Disney Plus said its Netflix Marvel show's plans. This is, this is what they're going to do with it. Following multiple other territories, and this is from Dark Horizons, by the way, indicating as such, Disney Plus has now made it official that all six of Marvel's original Netflix series for that they, that they had put out, whether that's Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Punisher, The Defenders, they're all going to move to Disney Plus in the U.S. starting on March 16th. So in addition, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is also going to make the move. All the series will be available across all other Disney Plus global markets later this year. It's been confirmed that the series will not be edited for content. The move brings the Netflix series All-Rated TVMA to a service that launches as a family-friendly destination with nothing above TV14. To accommodate the introduction of TVMA programming, Disney Plus is going to update its existing parental controls in the U.S. to use the same system it already implemented for months internationally where Star is integrated into the Disney Plus service. This will only add to speculation that Disney is broadening the range of content on Disney+, Plus uh, beyond family entertainment, to maintain subscriber growth in the U.S. after a big slowdown in new signings in November. Internationally, the service has done well, with the inclusion of the uh, Star section, which contains content from Hulu, FX, and other Disney entities like the 20th Century Fox Film Library. The inclusion comes ahead of the arrival of Moon Knight, which has been dubbed Loud and Brutal by Kevin Feige. The rating for that show has not been revealed yet, but the series is gonna debut two weeks after the parental control system is put into place in the US. A new poster for that series got released today as well. Um I guess I can put this poster out there for you guys. I'll be able to do it in a second, I hope. Here it is. Oh, uh, there's the poster. Oh that's stupid. Where is it? I don't know why my OBS is kinda freezing up now on me. Whatever. Well, if I find if I can find the thing for you, I'll find it. Um. Anyway, is this it? Nope. Still screwing around. All right. There's a lot here. There's a lot here. Um. There's when you start with the overall announcement that they're going to do this. The first thing you say is, "All right, well, they're doing the Marvel shows, and they want people to see the Marvel shows, and you know that." Daredevil's coming in. We've seen Kingpin pop in already. So they're introducing these characters. Does that mean we're going we're to get another Daredevil series? where Daredevil pop up in another movie? Can they keep him consistent in this rated R that they were going with now? What does it mean for Deadpool um, overall as a place to now lie and start certain things that they want to do? So. This is a massive story for Disney Plus because, as they mentioned in the article, Disney Plus was mentioned as just like it's a place that my kids go and watch, you know, Doc McStuffins or or Inside Out or any of these things that they'll watch and then I'll watch some Star Wars or Marvel movies or whatever it is, and that's usually what you went there for. But if they start integrating more stuff and putting – this R-rated stuff, whether it's their library from Fox and the Logans of the world and things of that, then they can start playing around because it made a good point that it started to slow down a little bit because there's only so long you can go from doing that without when you have the competition like an HBO Max, which has everything, right? And especially when you see something like Peacemaker. Um, So this is a good move for them. I'm curious about the parental parental changes you look at like look at netflix right like netflix has a bunch of family friendly stuff and then they've got a lot of stuff that's not family friendly and clearly they had all that netflix stuff on there um so this is a move that i think makes sense for disney and how it ties in overall with moon Knight is also interesting because moon Knight to me looks like the the darkest and i think that's what a lot of people were excited about when i saw this trailer in the first place um there's the there's the picture by the way the new poster, the Moon Knight poster. It's pretty dope. Look at that. That's pretty great. That's pretty great. Wow, it's really good. I like that. I'm hoping this is this is uh, Oscar Isaac's. This is the this is the big one for him because he's done Star Wars was all right. Poe was all right. Um, apocalypse. Um, this might be the one. This might be the one because it looks pretty great, man looks really good. I'm excited for Moon Knight. More than I... I was excited for it was I mentioned beforehand because um, big man John Schnepp used to talk to him about it all the time. And he got me hyped about it. But... So I was always curious once they made it. I'm like, okay, you know, obviously for the big man I'm going to watch it anyway. But then when I saw the trailer, I'm like, now nah, I really want to watch this. And he was really wrong with... When he recommended stuff as far as what I thought would be cool. He knew my sense. He knew my senses of the certain things that I liked. Um, and so that there was that, but now this news, and I don't think it's a coincidence that two weeks before it airs, they're doing the parental controls. I think that's probably a smart move for them. It opens it up for them and it's okay to change your brand up a little bit. It's okay to reboot your brand a little bit, if you will, if it's going to continue to maneuver and you're going to start to make more business. And if you want to keep up, if you want to, if you want to Go toe to toe with Netflix. You want to go toe to toe with HBO Max. You gotta, you gotta put a bunch of different things in there, you know. And it also, it cross, it 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 makes me not super hopeful, but hopeful that one day we'll get like a Darth Bane or a or a Plagueis that's a little bit more adult oriented. Apparently, Acolyte is going to be a little bit more adult uh, oriented in Star Wars, but I think that the Star Wars brand in general um, has always been. It, tried to play that line of no it's it's gotta be it's got to be this perfect balance it just it can't go to adult it can't go I mean it can go overly kitty but I don't think it's ever gonna get to that place and I also think like like what a dune did I'd like to see it I, I mean but this opens up the possibility that it that they could do it now will they I don't know but they could now because it's like well we have this we can go a little You're never going to see cursing or those types of things in Star Wars, and I wouldn't want to see that. I just think more of like a more, I guess, dark and like I always bring it up many times on Sith Council. I think something like a Darth Plagueis, where it's, um, there's a lot of death and murder and stuff inside of that book that I think that would be scary for kids if they watched it, but I'd like to see it, Darth Bane especially. Um, But this is something that is a great, I think, a great thing for them to do. And now the other side of that is what does it mean for the Marvel series, as we mentioned earlier. Um, And that's going to be Daredevil. Do we see him coming back in his own series? The Punisher, another one. And you can set up more stuff. I think that this is probably something because Feige wasn't as involved. Now, does it mean anything for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? No, I think that one goes the way of the dinosaur. I think that because of the introduction of both Kingpin and Daredevil inside of the MCU, it's possible we could get those series and they could actually tie in. I think it's a smart move, and, and, you, um, and I'll probably, it's funny because we've had access to Daredevil and those other things too, but I'll probably go back and rewatch them, especially if I think that they're going to mean something. Probably wait, because what I don't want to do is rewatch everything again, and then it turns out that they don't mean shit. I don't know. Either way, it's, uh, it's, it's smart news. It's good news. Uh, curious what you guys think. Go ahead and comment. Again, help the algorithm out. Uh, get, let me hear about your thoughts on it. Think it's a good move. Think it's smart. It's whatever It doesn't mean shit. I want to hear about it. Next one. This movie came out of nowhere, man. This Adam Project thing with Ryan Reynolds, where he he's basically he goes back and he sees himself. And he hangs out with himself, a younger version, and whatever they have to do. The first first trailer was really good. Second trailer is really good. Comes out right around the corner. I like when they do this. I I I kind of when it. That's I think the beauty of streaming, right as opposed to theatrical with theatrical, I think a lot of times with theatrical, you got to build it out within a year or so. Get people, you put that first teaser out and then you start to build up, build up, build up, sell those tickets, sell those tickets, get the presale out, go, 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 go with streaming. It's like, there's so much going on that if you release the trailer a month beforehand for your series, and then another one, like a couple of weeks beforehand, then you get right into it. There's the drop. People are already excited about it. Oh, yeah. That, what, what's that on? Oh, that's on this. That's on Netflix. I'll go watch. So I think that's kind like that strategy behind streaming stuff. It doesn't work for, for films, obviously, but for, and, and it's working for this. And I think it's the same director as Free Guy, and I loved Free Guy, Sean Levy. Um, so I'm pumped for this one. I like, see, I like what Ryan Reynolds is doing with certain things. I, I didn't love Red Notice. I know a lot of people had fun with it kind of equated it to a uh, an old school kind of 90s action movie it was a little too um, not the actors themselves I love all three of the actors but the movie itself the writing was a little dumb for me it's just, it was just it, it, nothing made it was everything was it was silly silly so silly but hey a lot of people loved it I didn't but I like what Ryan Reynolds is doing here I like this, uh, I like this movie I'm excited for it I think it's going to be kind of heartwarming from what I'm hearing, you am hear some good buzz on it. So that comes out in a couple of weeks. A lot of shit coming out in a couple of weeks. Ozark's coming out, the rest of it. Um, you got Moon Knight coming out at the end of March. Batman's going to dominate the conversation for the next week or so. You know, like I said, we'll be doing our spoiler discussion of it. We'll be, I'm sure, joined by you guys in the episode next Monday, three of us. We are going to do an episode this Friday probably a preview, a couple, of, a couple of things, you know, about Batman, Or maybe you have a full conversation about the sequel or something, but that'll air on Friday, there won't be any spoilers on it, there'll be spoilers for, for Monday, and by the way, for those people who are also wondering, yesterday I didn't do a show, as I mentioned, because of the Batman review, and I, and I posted on my Facebook page to throw some questions in there, and I would answer questions, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. Might be a little bit of a shorter episode today, maybe not, I don't know, but, um, Either way, I, I, I pulled some questions from you guys and uh, I'll answer them in just a second. But Free Guy, free guy. Um, this movie, The Adam Project, comes out soon. It's one that I'm probably going to watch with my daughter. I think it looks really, really good. I'm pretty, I'm pretty psyched about it. The other big news is that Indiana Jones wrapped. It's done. All right. All right. So, talking about this thing forever, man. I've been talking about this forever. Indiana Jones. The last one. so um, He got hurt at one point, so they had to, like, f- fix I mean, I feel like every time he does one of these movies now, he's going to get hurt. He's, like, 80 years old, whatever he is. But filming has wrapped on the 5th Indiana Jones, Filming, um, according to Frank Marshall. Talk of another film began after the release of Indiana Jones in 2008, but development stalled for years. Filming finally began in June uh, through the U.K. and has stopped and started both to the pandemic and a shoulder injury. That happened to Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Mads Mickelson, Antonio Banderas, Boyd Holbrook, Seanette Renee Wilson, Toby Jones, also star in the film, which is directed by James Mangold and is currently targeting a 2023 release. Uh, they had moved it at one but What is that? Oh, I just saw something on. Oh, I got scared for a second. So you remember Fred, the YouTuber? Against poor Freddy. Yeah, I mean, look, he made his mark with this. I saw a picture of him. Like, he's coming back and he said the most awful movies in history. According to Rotten Tomatoes. Hey, but the fucker still made a movie. All right, Indiana Jones. Um, I've said this before. Some people agree with me. Some people don't. I have to be 100% honest. Look, I loved West Side Story. Loved it. Loved West Side Story. One of my favorite movies of last year. Steven Spielberg, still got it. Still got it. I'm more excited that James Mangold is doing this than I am Spielberg. I gotta, I gotta tell you. When it comes to that type of movie right now, I just think Mangold's more locked in on that type of movie than Spielberg is. I think the passion projects and things like A West Side Story or other movies, I don't give a shit how it did in the box office. It's a beautiful movie, West Side Story. Gorgeous from the way it's shot, everything about it. He took something that, it was his version of a musical that he loved as a kid. It wasn't based off the movie, it was based off the musical and he did it and he crushed it. Loved it. But when it came to Indiana Jones and you can blame George Lucas all day long on Indiana Jones 4. Spielberg directed it. You can blame him all day long. He gave in to what his buddy wanted, and, and, and he made that. I, I, I don't like that movie. Tried watching it again recently. I couldn't get through it. Um, Mangold is making some great shit lately, whether it's Ford versus Ferrari, Logan, um, so much that he's done. I am pumped and I, I'm actually I've seen a lot of doubters out there because the last one was so bad that and remember a lot of people felt the same way kind of going into the Wolverine the first Wolverine that he did um, because of how bad Origins were was and then turned it around and remember how shitty X-Men was before Vaughn took it over so and it's not I don't think it's in the same spot because it's its basically the to me Indiana Jones 4 is the Rocky 5 of the franchise Yeah I mean I Raiders of Lost Ark Another one of my favorites of all time. Last Crusade, also really good. I understand when people give shit to Temple of Doom. I love Temple of Doom, and it's definitely, a lot of it has to be because remembering it as a kid. I watched it recently with my wife who hadn't seen it, didn't even remember it, watched it for the first time, and said, this is really cheesy and dated. And to her, I got it, I understood it, I could see that. I could see that. But I loved it, and I still love it. And I love it way more than... The fourth one. The fourth one to me is just I, I yeah, it was just bad. Real bad. Um and what it was also I didn't feel any energy I that's as much as I say that Mangold is could be the guy that turns this thing around. Another reason I do think that is I think that he pulls things out of actors. He's a really good director in that sort, where he can he pulls things out of actors. I don't care how experienced they are, whether it's from a Matt Damon and Hugh Jackman or whatever. I mean, we've, Hugh Jackman was so locked into Logan already. We know that, but he had a very special relationship with Mangold. Mangold got some gold out of him. Look what he got out of Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. I, was, I mean, we'd seen him play Professor Xavier how many times? And how many? And you can't argue that's one of the best versions—the the the, the 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 broken down Professor X—that any and Mangold got that out of a phenomenal actor obviously but but you got to also you give credit to that director and I think he's gonna do it with Harrison Ford because I've always said my biggest critique with one of my biggest critiques of, of many of the fourth one is that it doesn't seem like Indiana Jones in that movie it seems like Harrison's Ford just be in that movie and I didn't feel that way with him in Force Awakens I felt like Han Solo was back and I was worried about that um, the question is can Indiana Jones the character come back or is Ford's so far removed from it that he's just Harrison Ford with the fedora on. Let's just make the movie. I don't think he is as lackadaisical as like a Bruce Willis. I don't think you're ever going to get Bruce Willis back. I think Harrison Ford already proved that you can get him back if you get him excited. And I feel like Mangold's going to get him excited. So I'm pumped about it. All right. Let's move on. Last one we got here. Which is a story I wanted to cover because I remember back in the when the in the Schmoes No Days when we were running a website, um, and we got this break that uh, they were going to do a Beetlejuice two. And they've been talking about this forever, man, but now Brad Pitt's production company Plan B has hopped on board the long in development Beetlejuice sequel for Warner Brothers. Uh, according to the Ankler, sequel. To the 1988, good Lord, supernatural comedy is still early in the works with a script yet to be written, but the signing of Pitt finally gives this some momentum. Agreed. Michael Keaton, Alec Baldwin. That's interesting. Uh, Gina Davis, Katherine O'Hara, and Winona Ryder co-starred. Oh, okay. Co-starred in the original. Okay. They didn't say who's in it yet. I I doubt Alec Baldwin's coming back. Uh, Shut up. Um, Okay. So what do we feel about this? I think, I'm, I'm, I'm interested, but it's the same type of thing where I cross my fingers that one day, and, and, and I, don't, I don't besmirch anybody who says they would never want to see another Terminator movie ever again, or a diehard movie ever again, because they can't get it right anymore. It's hard to argue with you if you stand on that side of the fence. However, I still want to die on the hill of Terminator that if they went back to Terminator the next one, I don't even know how many they've done so far, right? But if they, if they took it back to, like, a very low budget, the way that the first one looked, you know, obviously this, the, the special effects here with Stan Winston back then was, was great. But, I mean, like, if you took it back to that and shot things practical brought it down, make it a small story, that's how I'd want to see Terminator. That's why that's what Terminator Terminator, I think, because T Two was such a hit and it was such a bigger movie and it combined both a great story and big special effects, that every movie after that, because it was such a commercial success that they just went bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And the reason I bring all that up is that's what I don't want to happen in a movie like Beetlejuice ike beetle just because they're they're bringing they're going to put like 150 million dollars into it and now it's this massive big thing with all these ridiculous alice in wonderland type special effects when you don't need it make it on the same scale as the 88 version you know just focus on that kind of stuff and the costumes and the music and that's what made that movie so fun but when you get more money you want to throw more shit into it and the, the bigger question is, with Brad Pitt, does this mean that you got more of a shot of actually getting it made? Yes. Yes, you do. Uh, it means that he wants to get it made. Probably a big fan of Beetlejuice. Um, so that's exciting. I've and, and it plays into this whole thing that we've been talking about on this show over the last couple of months, and that's this nostalgia thing a lot of you have heard a lot of your voices and a lot of your voices say that nostalgia is too much it sucks they like look at some of you don't like Ghostbusters afterlife i really like that movie a lot and i'm i'm always very curious for the what i'm noticing the people who didn't like that movie weren't parents people parents seem to love that movie more so than non-parents um i'm not saying that all parents loved it but it just seemed for the majority of people that really liked it the left comments seemed to be parents um but it doesn't. There's a lot of nostalgia stuff that is working, and Spider-Man: No Way Home is is an example of that. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's working as far as the uh, Cobra Kai is an example of that. Um, there's other times that they just do it to do it. So is Beetlejuice going to be one of those things that just does it to does it, does it to does it does it to do it, or is it going to be just as just empty calories? I don't know, but it's more likely now, I think. More likely. I don't know what HBO's The Baby Series gets a trailer. I don't, I don't know what that is. It sounds scary. Probably isn't, but I don't know. Um, Euphoria did really well. And that's about it. That's all I got for you as far as news go. Is that true? Yeah, that's all I got. Nice fucking model. Huh, huh. Um, let's get to some questions. we get to some questions. Uh, it's going to be a shorter show today. It'll be a shorter show, but we're still going to do all the questions. Apple Podcasts, by the way, Spotify, all of that, where podcasts are found. Let's start with this one. It's on Facebook, by the way. It's where I ask for all these questions. All right, we're starting with John Crum. Ha, Crumb laughs at you. Good day, Christian Harloff. Where are you at for hype on Stranger Things 4? To me, I think, I don't know if you can hear this going on in the backyard. My kids are having... Some kind of battle back there. It is, uh, it is chaos personified at the Harloff household. I don't know what's happening out there. Oh, man. All right. Where's your hype for Stranger Things 4? I think splitting the seasons into two parts is a great idea. Behind Obi-Wan, it's my most anticipated show of the year. Also, do you think the time has passed since the pandemic began has changed the story at all? Kids have grown up considerably. Also, the leaf blower guy is my favorite bit since the cartoon cat. Glad you like it. Comedic gold. Keep up the good work, brother. Thank you, John. Ha! Crumb last at you. Um. So, a lot of stuff there. Uh, stranger Things. I love the show. Excited for the show. Want to see. I I do like what they're doing here, and I really uh, Ozark gets me excited for how they're going to distribute it. What I was, what I'm always worried about when they split seasons up, is that you get the first six or seven episodes. And then, you know, what, seven months, eight months, a year later, you get the other seven. Well, if, if if Ozark is any indication, it was like it's like three months later or some shit. And then you get the other seven. So maybe they do that with Stranger Things. Maybe they don't. Um, it is the final season. I think as far as your other, it's a great question how much changed because what they wanted to do, what they wanted to shoot. I'm sure they changed some things up. I'm sure time-wise they probably changed some things up of where they wanted to go and what the Duffy brothers wanted to do with them um so I'm sure that is going to change absolutely I think you kind of have to you got to navigate because I mean look at look at a lot of the shows that shot during the pandemic they had to maneuver stuff and and I'm sure there's probably new ideas that come in because you have all that time and just think about in general like people have said oh man as we were and this is without pandemic like oh man if I just had a little bit more time I probably would have changed that or wrote that or did that because you're constantly thinking about it and I think that's exactly what happened for sure. I mean, these kids are going nuts out there. you hear this? They're going nuts. Anyway, as far as the uh, <laughs> the leaf blower bit, uh, I don't know what it is, screaming kids or leaf blowers. Either way, what are you going to do? All right, Ben Rayner. How happy were you with the MTS Schmodown premiere? Did it live up to your expectations? Great question. Um, So yes and no. More yes, way more yes than no. Way more yes than no. Um, I am blessed with the production team that I have. Blessed. We are a small but mighty team. And that's another reason, like, I had, a, I did a whole big Q&A on the Facebook group the other day and talked about how it all works with production and business and all that in general, right? And so people, um, sometimes they... If you don't explain, and I realized this after the Q&A too, I stepped back and took a breath and said, okay, you also got to understand not everybody sees things because they're not in the trenches of it. Um, The way that businesses work and certain things work, especially when you're putting together a show, you're set with a particular goal that you have, and then you're also set with a particular budget that you have. And once you're approved for that budget, you go out and you say, okay, these are all the things that I have. This is what I can have. This is what I can do. And, and you put it all together and you say, what is the most important to do? And what do you want to spend that budget on? Because that's all you get. Um, the studio was the major focus. And Thad Williams, and Terry Lynn, and Kim, and Courtney, and, and everybody, they put together a great job on what they did. the, scene, the, the it, it looks fantastic. It looks clean. And everything that I wanted... It to look like you know as far as coming back and having that feel they they did it and they did it in record time um but there's things obviously that we, we need more personnel we need more things we need more equipment we need more so that's what I was trying to say when when I was talking in the Q&A and saying we have a Patreon for Shmodem and Patreon is very important it's very important it's like our it's like our streaming service and we offer like a pay-per-view and a lot of different things that are that are happening. And we also realized that there's... The last two years, um, people were saying, well, there was like three pay-per-views that you guys gave and now there's one. Yeah, but the production and the quality of the pay-per-view that you're going to get now, sometimes you only get one match on digital and it was just digital. That's all it was. It was a great match. But now, now you have an opportunity. You're going to get a full show every time you get a pay-per-view plus you get early stuff. But there's also... More, there needs to be more interaction with the patrons. There needs to be all this stuff. But the point is, Patreon ins, itself is a big part of the business, and, and in any business, what what the first thing you want to do is you want to make sure you can try to break even on the. Uh, and most businesses, when they start out, they don't, they 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 come under, they lose money. But after a certain amount of years, you got to you got to you got to balance out. You got to you got to break even. But the goal of any business is not to make break even. It's to make a profit. And as much as people still have not got it, like the idea of, uh, of Patreon to some people is, it's yes, supporting the show, but you also want to make sure that when you're supporting it, you're getting something for it, you're getting a value of it. So you're supporting the show, but you're also, let's say you're supporting a show no matter anything that you buy. It, whether it's, a, it, if it's, if it's if you buy a Mandalorian t-shirt, you're supporting the show, you're supporting Lucas film you're supporting all those things that's, so it's, it's the same thing and that's why I wanted to, we wanted to give more mer- merch is a thing, sponsors are a thing and that's why when you go to that channel now, like it's you can tell you can feel the excitement of everybody waiting for it to come back and the new approach in general over the last week if you're a fan of the of the Schmodown or even if that my favorite comment that I've seen from a lot of people is that they were gone after the digital thing it wasn't the show that they fell in love with. But because they heard it was coming back, they checked it out, and now they're back, and they're hooked in, and I love that. So to answer your question, yes, I was very excited to have it all back. There's always things in my mind I'm like, okay. Like, perfect example, Thad Williams is back. I'm so glad that he's back. I had sent him a note. There were a couple sound things and stuff I wanted to try to fix before we we, um, aired the final version. He's like, we got two people working on this thing right now. We've been up all night. This is the final version. And I was like, I got you. I understand. Cause now imagine as I say to you guys, for those people out there, and again I will put an apology out to there's a certain guy I was kind of mad at, at read it. But he's voicing his opinion and he should be able to do so. And I pulled myself back from it. I'm just not I'm not getting engaged in it. But he had every right to voice his opinion on it. But what I'm telling you is when I say these things about when we're at we're We, what we want to do is, of course, we want this to be a profitable business. We want this show to then, we want, we want to have 8,000 patrons, 10,000 patrons, because the patrons that are watching these pay-per-views, the numbers are going up. And then I can say, well, Thad, you know what you can do is let's bring in two more editors so you then can work on this. You'll be able to work that. Then I can see cuts early and all this, and the product will get better. But it's got to make a profit. And Patreon is not the do or die, but it's a big piece. As I said, more views, more sponsors, those types of things. So little things that I was, you know, there's always things that I want to do more of. But yes, very thrilled with the way that it came out. All right, next one. Joe Ottero. I hope I said that right. What movies would you say this new Batman movie takes inspiration from? Seven for sure, right? Uh, yes. I mean, I, I mentioned it early before, by the way. Um, all those movies that they mention, whether it's Chinatown, there's a total film noir about it. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you you know from the second it starts, or even there's a certain thing, Even uh, this isn't a spoiler, but like when, when you finally, when, when once Pattinson makes himself known, you know right away, like, oh, well, they're pulling that inspiration. And as I mentioned in my review, it's the most detective... Batman that we've ever seen in live action. There's no doubt about it, and I love. It's my favorite part of the whole movie. I wanted. A, I, it's it's. I think fair to say seventy percent of the movie, which I dig. I wanted about ninety percent, or maybe even a hundred, but um, but yeah, it's 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 uh seven for sure. Zodiac for sure. Yeah, those are the ones that I would say pull in. Those are the ones I think of right away, and that's what I also said in the review was that it, it absolutely delivers on the trailer that it's given. Like sometimes when people say, and I, and I brought up Boba Fett in my review, Boba Fett had gangster elements to it, but it wasn't like in the trailer that you saw, you're like, oh, they're going to go full on. Because when you see that scene when he first takes out Bib Fortuna, you're like, oh, they're going straight up Sopranos with this scene, wiping people out, and it wasn't. It, it, was, it, it wasn't a really a gangster story it was in the mob world but it wasn't really a gangster story like that kind of hardcore gangster story that you thought you were going to get from the trailer this is everything that, everything that it pitches in the trailer it is everything it's, they're, they're, they don't sway like, a lot of movies do it not just Boba Fett there's a lot of movies that pitch you what it's going to be and then you get bummed because you're like well that's not what I saw in the trailer it, it kind of feels it's, it's in essence but not the whole thing this is it what they tell you is in the trailer that's the movie Absolutely, the, the tone and feel that is, and I like that about it. All right, next one. Brian Nussbaum. is Friday Night Titans free to the public or will it be pay per view? Um, so, there, and I mentioned this also in the in the pay per view or no, the Facebook group. Um, there are, th- and for those people who don't know, Friday Night Titans is going to be Monday Night Raw for us, but with instead of wrestling, it's movie trivia. So you're going to have, um, you know, storylines, characters, all the trivia is real. All the, none of the trivia is scripted. It's all, you know, you, wh- whoever wins, wins. The best of the best compete. So Friday night, Titans will have everything, and it'll be Friday at 4 p.m. There'll be three of those that, well, April, April there'll be four of them, all public to the channel, uh, with Free For All being our pay per view. Other, like this month, there'll be three episodes of Titans that will be to the public, and then Marisol McKee will be defending the championship in um against a tbd competitor at the end of the month in a pay-per-view and then it'll air same way that it is what we're doing right now with kevin smetz and chandrew how the pieces kind of air the next week that will happen from the marisol pay-per-view as well so um and that was something that people and i i heard the great but i actually it, it's it's humbling that people were like well we're getting less content now you're getting better content though you're getting you're, getting quantity, you're getting quality over quantity. And, and it's humbling in the fact that people really like the matches so much and they like that and they want to see it. But it's like we wanted to put out a really quality show for you guys so you're entertained the whole way through and that you can follow it too. So there's enough stuff that it's not just overwhelming. Because even those people who said, oh, I wanted all the matches, maybe some of you watched all the matches, but not everybody watched all the matches. It's too many matches, guys. We, it, was way, it was way too many. Too many matches, too many people. It was just too much um and that's why and that's why we're we're kind of doing it the way we're doing it now. All right. Jared Guffey. Christian, I love the videos of Batman of the Batman films leading to this. Will y'all change your ranks after the review for the film? I certainly will. Um but Jared, I think I want to see it again because like I said, with my two gripes being the length and the ending, you know, and the ending doesn't stink. It's just Compared to the rest of the movie, I think they said it very well in that article, it just, it feels, where the rest of the movie doesn't feel like a standard comic book movie, the ending did. Um, so, that, going into it a second time, I wonder if I'll like it more, or, or I probably will like it more than I think less. Um, so, my ranking would probably change it. So, I want to see it again before I rank it again. But it's a good question, and as far as uh, and then thank you for watching the other stuff. The lead up for those people who didn't know, we are doing. Um, I love this. Did I ever show you guys this? I don't ever showed you this. I've had this for a while. I love this thing. Yeah, I love this thing. People are asking me, do I like the the Batman better than Nolan movies? Um, I I don't know. I mean, it, the answer is no, but I don't know yet if where I compare it as far as like uh, to the Dark Knight Rises. Yet I have to, I I have to see it again. Um. And, and it could very well change after there's a second The Batman or whatever. Um, but anyway. All right, let's go to the next one. I don't know how many more left. Oh, there's only two left. We're going to call it a day. Lucas Hill, who is your dream Star Wars director? What story would the show, movie, be or telling? Well, that's two different questions, Honestly, to be honest with you. um, Because I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot, actually. I I absolutely want to see, I think that a a Knights of the Old Republic movie leading into a Knights of the Old Republic series that then turns into an old, like the Old Republic plucking from that place and doing different stories from all over the place from thousands of years on. It could be your Game of Thrones. As far as director goes, and and, and Darth Bane is someone I mentioned also, that is something I want to see, and you can continue that. I always thought that the Old Republic because of the way that it stretched out, you could do it almost like what HBO was going to do with Rome, that series Rome that only went two series. With Rome, the history obviously is so vast and there's so much that the first, uh, the first season, they took time, they nurtured it. It was like this thing. The second one, they knew they were ending it and they put everything, just all this history, like within one season, you're like, whoa, that's a lot of time that just passed. Um, But I think that with The Old Republic, you could set that up and have stories of Bane and all this shit that could kind of play into it. But um, as far as director goes, I, I still want to see what Matthew Vaughn, he was supposed to, he was, he was talked about for the force awakens or, or episode seven, whatever episode seven he was going to do. Um, and I still would like to see what he's going to what he would do. First class is one of my favorite X-Men movies. And I always thought that the relationship that he did with, um, Magneto and Professor X was the most Anakin and, uh, and, and most Anakin Obi Wan that we had ever seen. To be honest, like the the idea of it, like I understood why they were friends and how they were friends and why he turned and the motivation behind it, and that was stuff I always felt was missing between Anakin and Obi Wan in, in in the prequels. Um, so I'd love to see him do it, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it, it's a, it it's it's a it's a harder question because. I like more so saying, and Matt Reeves is somebody too. I'd like to see do a Star Wars movie, and um, I like like and and I also like being surprised. I didn't know a lot about Deborah Chow before The Mandalorian. I just knew that every time she directed something, I was like, "Who directed that one?" And then it's like Deborah Chow did it. You're like, wow! And then you, my favorite stuff I ever saw was from her, even though her episodes are barring on some of the best ones out there. It's. It was. It's her face when she's listening to Filoni and, uh, talking about Star Wars and the excitement in her face and like like she's in school, like listening and, and, and like putting all this stuff together and like you got to really, really impress somebody and understand it and get it for them to say, oh yeah, not only we're going to give you an episode in Obi-Wan, one of our biggest series that we're ever going to do, we're going to give you the whole thing. Just do the whole thing. Like... That's the type of stuff that gets me excited because that's one person's vision that's doing an entire series and it, it'll it stay consistent all the way through. She gets it. She understands it. So it's harder for me to say like directors that I know right away because there might be... like Bryce Dallas Howard is another one. Where the hell did she come from? I mean, I know obviously acting, she you knew who she was, but I didn't know how she was going to be as a director. Sure, she's got her, her dad's blood, but that doesn't necessarily mean that she was going to be a great director. She is a great director. So... I don't know, I don't know. It just depends on on it, it. It's it's just depends on what the product is or what the 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 story is at the time, and who they give it to. So that's it. Um, was that the last one? No, uh, no, that's Beetlejuice. Oh, this is the last one. This is the last one. Sean Phillip, another Batman question. Did the Batman live up to the hype? I think it did. I think it did. The music is fantastic. Giacchino's music is so good in it. Um like I I saw it with Winston and 15 20 minutes into it I I leaned over to him and I was like I am loving this movie. And and like I said the direct the, the detective stuff and the tone of it and the music it, it it to me I think that Winston felt it was a little more of a slow burn in the first. I loved the first two two acts. Me, like that's when I was really locked in. It was, it was by the time there was just certain scenes, like I said, that was just like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Um, I wonder how I'm gonna feel about it when I see it again. But I thought everybody was really good, I don't really have a lot of criticism, so yeah, I thought it absolutely lived up to the hype. You guys live up to the hype every single damn time, and make sure that if you didn't do already, subscribe, show a little class while you subscribe, hit that notification button, do all of it, everybody, do all of it, and then look at this too, by the wild berries. Get the shirts back up. Wildberries are back, and go buy their shirt up at uh, at Skybound. We got more stuff. We got more shirts coming out. From um, I- I'm I'm pumped about it. We got we got some show some class shirts coming out. We got we got a lot. Uh, here's oh look at this one. Yeah, yeah, I wish I knew. I wish I knew the shirt. I wish I knew. Yeah, well, guess what? I wish I knew. I'm about to tell you. I wish I knew. Well, you can get the shirts at Skybound Store. That'll be up too. If it's not out now, it'll be up soon. Um, I'll put the link in the description if it's not there already. I want to thank you guys so much. Each and every single time. You're the best. I pre- oh, there it is. Show a little. Show some class. I love this design. Brian Ward did these, by the way. And we got show some class. There it is. Not, not show some ass. Show some class. That's coming out. And that's what it looks like. A lot of great stuff coming out. Um, and, I, and I appreciate you all. So, Anyway, that's the show. That's the big thing. Subscribe. Do the whole thing. Do the dance. We'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, I think that's it, everybody. I think I'm done. Eh, Not Titans. That's, That's not it. That's not the show. That's it. Peace.